Many doctors think sales and medicine don't have much to do with each other, so this can be an uncomfortable topic for many medical practitioners. How to be better at sales and convert more inquiries into patients without sounding too salesy? Well, in this very episode, we are going to go through why practices need sales training and offer some ideas on how to excel at sales. Welcome to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast, the place to grow and scale profitable practices with your show hosts, Huyen Truong and Steve Tate. Hello and welcome to another episode of Online Marketing for Doctors podcast, the place to be to grow and scale your profitable practices. My name is Huyen Truong and my co-host from the intro is Stephen Tate. We've been studying sales and marketing professionals for many years, and I know how critical sales skills are for any growing business. For most people, sales get a bad rap as something evil that is done to you or something you need to do to sustain your operations. But it doesn't have to be this way. We believe that when sales are done in a non-pushy or lacking of pressure manner, it is the best way for a consumer to make an educated decision and gain confidence in their purchasing decision. Today, we are presenting to you six sales principles that you can use to truly grow your bottom line without feeling like you're upselling anyone or anything. Do you agree with me that all doctors have competitors? Most patients have a variety of choice of which doctor to see, whether you are located in a big city like Sydney or a small town like Orange in New South Wales. Patients will go far and wide to find the best options for their needs. And so you need to sell yourself, your staff and your offices, setting yourself apart from your competitors. If you don't do a good job of selling yourself, your practice as their best options, patients would go elsewhere. Um, a part of this means selling your experience and education through your website or direct consultation with them. And also part of this means training your staff on how to sell you and your abilities in a non-pushy and high-pressure way. And this starts from the initial touchpoint communication, such as their first phone conversation or a drop-in meeting at your office or practice. So our first principle is that you need to demonstrate the value of your product or service. Even with insurance, the patient is almost always paying something out of pocket for an element of services or products they are receiving. More so now than ever before, people are evaluating and becoming more selective with how and when they spend their money. Even if you view a procedure or a prescription as necessary, the patient may not. It is your job to build the value of any necessary treatment. I think they need to understand why the money is worth it. Don't scare the patient, but inform them, hear their fears, ask them questions, and actually listen to their answers. There are many ways to accomplish this. One option is to um, train your staff on how you like them to speak with each patient before coming into the office for their initial consultation, using more engaging, open-ended, propping and leading questions. That leads us to the second principle, which is to qualify prospects over the phone before an initial consultation. A half-hour phone call up front could save the doctor a wasted hour-long consultation that never had any intention of moving forward. It is also the added benefit of setting expectations for the inquiry patient of what the procedure will cost and any potential recovery time. 
training your staff to sell the value of the treatment and preparing the patient before they walk in through the door, you'll start funneling in more appropriate and prepared patients into your practice. We appreciate that in most cases, your admin staff don't have or have not been um, trained with sales skills for dealing with patients through. That's totally common. This motivated us to write a sales guide called How to Address How Much It Cost Question and Converting More Inquiries into Patients. This guide will give you advice on leading sales strategies that could, you can easily start doing today, including how to qualify prospects better and converting them into good potential patients your initial phone consultation or live chats. We'll leave the link to the sales guide in the show note below, so don't forget to download it before you go. Um, in summary, the majority of qualifying a patient should happen during the initial conversations. When it comes to the um, in-person consultation, that's uh, the time for the doctor or the practice manager to close the sales. One of the better ways to qualify a prospect in advance is through your website. And so our third principle is to make your website sell like your best salesperson. There is no substitute for great sales talent. Hiring weak sales reps is like driving a car on bald tires. They can get you from point A to point B, but you never gain any traction. The same can be said of your website. You can have an attractive, functional website, but does it sell? It's, if not, this is your lost opportunity. Make your website sell as well as your best salesperson. Indeed, indeed. So how do we do that? So go over your sales process and identify the key questions and indicators that of what patients are expecting from you and use that as a basic for what information to place on your website. So ask yourself the following questions and consider the answer for providing the basic information that should go onto your website so the patient can effectively pre-screen themselves. These questions include... What stories and case study do you share when you are with a potential patient? Um, what question do you ask to qualify the prospect if um, they are the right fit for your services? How do you um, educate your patients? Even how do you present your pricing? And what information do you present? And at what stages of the buying cycle? Yeah, let me elaborate a bit more on those buying cycle stages. I mean, very often marketers refer to these stages as a three-stage sales funnel. At the top of the funnel, you have a large number of people that are doing research about a procedure and they might come across your name. When they get to the middle of the funnel, it's a smaller group of people who are now considering your practice and comparing you to others. And finally, at the bottom part of the funnel, the narrow part, is an even smaller proportion of people who've progressed to that point that are ready to make a decision about becoming your patient. Each stage requires distinctly different marketing messages. This is what needs to be worked out in your practice's marketing strategy. Yeah, I'd like to elaborate a little bit on this. For example, uh, for the content at the top of the funnel, you can have um, blog posts, videos, ebooks, new patient special offers, all different ways that you can get yourself in front of people doing research and looking for information. 
at the middle of the funnel, the objective of your communication here is to demonstrate your knowledge and expertise. Essentially, you are providing reason for prospect to respect and ref- prefer you and your practice over other options. The middle of the funnel prospect require more in-depth educational and informational content, such as um, expert guides or webinars. Are you looking to increase your authority, reach, engagement, and convert more prospects and referrals without spending more of your valuable time? What you need is a marketing system that can run on autopilot and generate revenue 24-7 for your practice. What simple marketing is this, you might ask? Through our many years of promoting practices and running our own successful digital marketing agency, we have discovered the marketing system that you need to make this happen. We've documented all of our knowledge about this wonderful marketing system, our best strategies, tactics, processes, and templates in our soon-to-be-released, highly compact online course called How to Use Webinars to Increase Your Patients and Referrals. Automate your marketing to leverage your time and scale your practice. In this course, we provide you with all of the information and templates you need in an easy-to-follow, step-by-step process so that you can create your own effective webinar marketing system within just a few hours. Once done, this incredibly powerful set-it-and-forget-it marketing system will run in the background and generate new patient inquiries for your practice automatically. If this interests you, we'd like to invite you to go to the following link, onlinemarketingfordoctors.com forward slash webinar dash marketing dash system. You can register your interest in this course so that we can send you a notification when the course is launched and is ready for you to take advantage of. We hope to see you there. Our fourth principle is an easy one. Make the next appointment while you are in the current appointment. If the patient leaves your practice without booking with you, you are running the risk that they won't see you again. There's an old adage in sales that once a potential client is out the door, that sale is gone. And for non-salespeople, it might be hard to understand why that incredibly sweet and seemingly very interested woman who just wanted to check with her husband before booking her surgery is likely to never Never call back to book, but it is quite common. The national average for patients to book a procedure the day of the consultation is only about 15 to 20%. So if you want to learn how to improve your conversion rate following an initial consultation, please check out our podcast number 16. It was a guest interview with Dr. Atala about how he increased his conversion rate after the initial consultation to 90% incredible results. Uh, We left the link to this in the uh, show notes below. So check it out. Yeah, that was a really good guest podcast and I really enjoyed that. Um, Actually, there's so many reasons for this. Think about your own following up um, habits. If you leave your own physical appointment without making a follow-up, what is the likelihood you will go back another day and re-engage? I know for myself it's not uh, only unlikely, it once happened. As soon as I leave the office, my phone is ringing, my email start dinging, and the life takes over. And um, But if I make an appointment before I leave my existing appointment, the time is already in my calendar. And unless I have a conflict, I'm not going to cancel it. And even if I have um, to cancel it, 
I will likely to reschedule because psychologically I've made a commitment. Of course, there will be some regulars and other people who will call you back um, to uh, to book a procedure or follow up appointment, but these aren't the majority. And to grow your practice, you need to focus on grabbing the majority. Our fifth principle is that good salespeople ask and listen using their active listening skills. We encourage those people handling first points of contact to learn more about these potential patients' needs and concerns. Much of sales training is learning how to understand obstacles and then figuring out how to overcome them. Asking the patient, what brings you here today, is a start, but not nearly enough to understand how to best service that patient and his or her needs. So, you know, as a doctor, uh, you are luckily running from room to room without a second to think. And I appreciate this. So rest assured, I'm not suggesting turning your consults into three hours um, gap fest. Um, have a patient coordinator or train your staff to do a complete intake asking and listening so they can share the information with the doctor prior to them even meeting the patient in the exam room. So if you don't ask, you will never know how many other doctors have seen for these issues, why they haven't done anything about it until now, if they have the money to do anything about their issues, etc. etc. Moving on to our final principle, a confused mind says no. You may think that providing your patient with four different treatment options is empowering them, but in fact, it is simply confusing them. You, as the expert, understand what the patient really needs. The doctor needs to communicate an opinion so patients understand what needs to be done. For instance, you can tell a liposuction inquiry that they can use power-assisted liposuction, slim lipo, vaser lipo, or cool sculpting, imagining you are giving them a wealth of opportunities for them to choose from. However, they will be confused about the best course of action, regretful of making the wrong choice, and may be frozen in their decision, never moving forward with any of them. Um, whereas you, if you approach the treatment with some sales psychology, decision becomes easier. In that instance, we prefer a clearer direction by offering, um, for example, you have the option of either starting with a power-assisted liposuction, vasal, laser lipo, or school sculpting. But if you were my sister, I would tell you slim lipo is the best option for your current body condition. And all of a sudden, the patient feels taken care of and is guided to take the right choice for them. You are still informing them of their options, but at the same time, taking away much of the confusions of having so many options. As you can see, selling the patient is more about understanding their needs and communicating why and how your practice is best positioned for addressing those needs. Before you go, what I want you to do is to Pick one big takeaway that you got from listening to this podcast. Set some time to implement it into your practice and let us know how it goes. Was it successful? Was it easy to implement? How did your patient inquiries react? Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. If you like these episodes and you want to stay updated for the latest strategies to grow and scale your practice, subscribe to our podcast channel and you will never miss a beat. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast with Hu Yen Truong and Steve Tate. 
Be sure to check out the archive section on our website for previous episodes at onlinemarketingfordoctors.com slash podcast. And subscribe to the show so we can catch you at the next episode.